Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Yes, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 8 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is No Sex, Some Drugs, and A Little Rock and Roll. Or, if you are in Germany, the title of the episode is Side Effects. Uh, The IMDb user synopsis is... After drinking Matt's coffee once, Simon fears to be addicted and acts accordingly. A natural legal supplement is offered to study exhausted Matt by Buddy Scott, whose father got it in a health store, and to Mary by overcompetitive teen mate Diane Butler, whose father uses it himself. Eric realizes it contains dangerous epinephrine. Uh, Eric's former rock band mates, all different, all separate words, visit Glen Oak. Matt said something right. The butlers are in for a shock. Oh, wow. This one, this one left everything on the edge. Also, that is not the name of the drug. Yeah. Um, oh, I have That a, is the name of a drug. It's, but it's not. Epinephrine. That's, yeah, but not, not Isn't what, epinephrine what you, when you are allergic to something? No, that's an epi. Oh, wait, yeah, EpiPen. That's what yeah. it stands for. So, yeah, yes. that's, not what they're, <laughs> that's not what they're taking. No. And uh, I don't know if that would necessarily harm you if you used it and you weren't having an allergic, allergic, re- yeah, allergic, allergic reaction. reaction. I don't think it would necessarily be harmful. But anyway, that's not what. <laughs> so. I have a fan review. It's a short and sweet one. Uh, it's titled Lots of Things Going On. Which is true. There were lots of things going on in this episode. So the review says, um, awesome plot. That's about all I can say on it. Eric's old band, drugs, telephone, gum, and coffee. That's just a sentence. (laughs) It all mixes together in a plot that is put together nicely. Last, Annie gets to play the triangle in a stage show with Eric's old band. Which I would have to say is probably the best acting that Catherine Hicks has ever done. So... So that was straight to the point. <laughs> so, uh, what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I guess it's your what? It's your typical formulaic seventh heaven episode. Um, there was some strain. There was a lot of acting <laughs> in this episode. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Um, a lot of mouth acting by by Ruthie. Um, a lot of face acting by the guest stars, which were um, the Rives bandmates, and a lot of acting by Jessica Biel in her role as Mary. So, lots of acting. Acting. <laughs> that's acting. that's your, basically the, the commentary. Yes, exactly. That is my commentary. Um, so, let's start with the cold open. Um, I think we have, we're in the Camden kitchen where Matt and Simon are studying. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's supposed to be like cutesy. They're both, Matt's like tapping his pen and Simon's tapping his pencil. And I think we're supposed to gather that it's like a little bit, no, it's not even late because all the other kids are still awake. Um, and Matt gets up to grab himself a cup of coffee and Simon says, I'll have a cup too. Simon says, ha 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 And then... Matt's like, oh, no, coffee isn't for kids. And then Matt takes a bottle of, like, Hershey syrup and pours it into his coffee, which I don't think is any way for an adult to drink coffee. But... um, To each their own. Yeah, so that's kind of where that leaves off. 
Um, Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. Speaking of Matt Camden, which reminds me of Barry Watson, he liked another one of our Instagram posts. It's not exciting anymore. It, I mean, no. it's still exciting. Yes, it is. It's the it's, most exciting. I think everybody should know about our success. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to the show. Anyway, so then we go into the Love Den where... Lucy, Lucy is on the phone. With Jordan. Uh, remember, they are together. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's easy I guess to forget. That was established. It's easy to forget because he's there sometimes and he's not. Um, Lucy is yelling at him about throwing away all of his plaid because if he wears plaid, he looks like a farmer and she and, hates all plaid. And she doesn't care where it's from because apparently Jordan thinks the fact that he got this particular plaid shirt from the gap, it makes a difference. Um, but also I just want to say this kind of conflicts with what I think of when I think of 90s fashion. I guess like 90s grunge, though, is what I'm thinking of. And this obviously Seventh Heaven was not tapping into the grunge. Like, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so while Lucy's on the phone, Annie comes in and decides that this is the time for her required four minutes of piano practicing. So she gets... I think that was sarcasm. Well, that's why I'm saying it like I'm saying it. <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought you were sounding serious. So yeah, anyway, she's practicing piano. Um, and as we know from the earlier episode, she's only taken about seven lessons, and she's not very good. Um, if you want evidence of Annie's piano playing, check out her Instagram. Uh, they are, there's video of it, and I'm sure there's going to be video of it for this episode as well. Or uh, probably not. Maybe There's a lot of, a lot of gems in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. But maybe screenshot. So anyway, Annie is playing while Lucy is still in the love den on the phone. Um, and then finally, I think... I don't know if Lucy tells her to stop or whatever, but Annie's like, hang up the phone. No, Annie uh, plays like worse and worse and louder and louder in an effort to get Lucy off the phone. And then Lucy finally gets like... like she Frustrated. Yeah, she finally figures out what her mom is doing. So she's like, I have to go. And then she kind of like looks at her mom and Annie's like, you're spending a lot of time on the phone and you have to get off the phone because your father gets important phone calls at this number and what if it's an emergency and like Lucy runs off in a huff, yeah. yeah, in a huff, and puffs and runs away. And then Ruthie shows up, and Ruthie is chewing gum very obnoxiously. So much so that the camera decides to close up on, make like to zoom in on Ruthie's mouth. Um, and I guess Annie's like, ugh, and she gets frustrated with that, so makes Ruthie throw out her gum. And while she's still practicing the piano quite horribly, and then the Rev comes in. With with exciting news, uh, his yeah his band from high school um, is like coming to town. They are called the Flower and Vegetable Show, which I think we find out later. Yes, but the Flower and Vegetable Show is coming to town. Fun fact: that's actually the name of Stephen Collins's real past band, like his band in real life. Uh, yeah. So, um, and he kind of he tells. I think it's, like, kind of alluded to that he's like, oh, they're going to stay here. and But he's like, but they're not going to... St- don't worry, they don't need to stay in the house because they have an RV or whatever. And Annie is obviously not happy about any of this. And she's like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll just give up on practicing piano for now. Um, I thought there... I didn't know if this was supposed to be, like, something where Annie doesn't know what an RV is. But the Rev says RV, and she's like, huh? It's like, RV, recreation, recreational vehicle. I don't know if that was like a. No, I just think it goes back to the fact that she's like, I don't really care where they stay. I don't want them staying like on our 
Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think for... And uh, the rev's like, I was, I've been trying to tell you, like, I've been trying to call you to tell you this. Oh. Uh, uh, but yeah. um, the phone line was busy. And then that, then we have, like, an I Love Lucy moment where, <laughs> you know how, like, Ricky, anytime Lucy would do something, he'd go, Lucy! Well, that's basically what happened, except Annie did it this time. And that leads to the opening credits. Yes. So, I think this is best served, like, a storyline by storyline, but, like... Four of the storylines are all... Really just one? Yeah. Um, so Matt, uh, as we know, Matt was studying for a test, um, and it's a big poli-sci exam, political his science. Mi- it's his midterm. And uh, he's having a hard time, and so he goes, I think to, he has like a study session at the library, where he runs into Scott. His buddy with all the good advice from the episode where he kissed his professor. And he continues being zero for however many and giving good advice to Matt by handing him Skittles. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, I got these pills or whatever. They'll help you stay up to study more. And Matt's like, no, man, I don't do drugs. And then he, like, fleshes a handful of yellow Skittles. And he's like, oh, they're all natural. They're made from herbs. They're safe. I got them at a health food store. So then, like... Matt's kind of, like, looking skeptical, but he still takes... This guy gives him a full bottle of, like, these supplements from, like, a health food store. They're called Body Petrol Plus. Yeah, and Matt takes them. We never see him... He takes the bottle. We never see him actually, like, taking the pills, though, or the Skittles. Um, So that kind of leads into... um, that's really it for Matt's yeah, storyline. Yeah, I guess. Because that... The rest, the rest of it, like, intersects with Mary, so... Which we'll get to later on in our podcast. So let's go to the other kids. Um, as we... As our user <laughs> review and our, like... Um, our user summary and our user review pointed out, this episode's about addictions. So each Camden kind of... Or each Camden child kind of has an addiction that they're dealing with. Um, so the next day after the cold open... Like, Simon comes down and is ready to go to school, and he, like, I just wrote, like, he, like, was a coffee zombie because it looks like he's been up all night, and he comes down to the kitchen for breakfast, and he, the first thing he does is go over to the pot of coffee, and they're like, what are you doing? You don't drink coffee. Um, and then Ruthie kind of comes in, and she's like, oh, he was up all night talking or whatever. Yes. And we, yeah, well. I thought, like, I thought this was going to be, like, a completely different storyline for Simon. I thought, like, oh, he's spending too much time. Like, I thought it was about to, like, about the Camden spending too much time with their significant others. Like, we they'd established earlier that Lucy's on the phone with Jordan a a lot. I thought Simon talking was him talking to the new chick. What's her name? Dina. Dina. Yeah, I thought, like, Simon was on the phone with Dina all night or something. But that's not what the storyline is. He was, like, you know, high on the caffeine. Um... So, and I think when Ruthie comes down and says this, she's got gum in her mouth because her addiction is gum. So we've got Simon with the coffee, Ruthie with gum, um, and Lucy with the phone, which, um, I mean, I guess this, the scene kind of just ends because, so Simon doesn't drink, end up drinking any coffee. Ruthie gets her gum taken away from her. All the kids parade out and Annie is still holding a lunch bag and we realize that we have not seen Lucy and she picks up the phone and yells at Lucy because Lucy is still addicted to the phone and, you know, she she can't even remember that she needs to go to school. So, I she forget. Runs, yeah. She runs downstairs, grabs a lunch bag, and leaves. 
of note in this scene, she does not leave with a backpack and also is very stressed out about getting about not being on the phone with Jordan because who knows what can happen in 20 minutes. Yes, the 20 minutes it takes her to get to school. Like, does Jordan even, doesn't Jordan have to go to school too? Also, why is Jordan, like, putting up with this? He seems like such a reasonable guy. I, I also don't understand why of, of like, the bo- like he, he is given so little screen time. Like, he, he's just talked about but never, talked about but not seen. Um, Before they leave to school, uh, Matt kind of pulls Simon aside in the love den, and they kind of have, like, a brotherly talk uh, where Simon is like, I, um, I had coffee last night, and Matt's like, you know that, like, coffee is addictive because it has caffeine in it, right? And they have this, like, kind of back and forth. Doesn't he say something about, like, who's going to p- play him? Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, an addict at 12. Who will play me in the TV movie? <laughs> Which is funny. Yes. Um, and he, like, ha- like, I think playing up this fact that he has all this high energy and he's, like, super addicted and stuff, he, like, starts calling coffee by all of its various names. Well, yeah, he's like, well, all different types of coffee. He's like... Uh, espresso, latte, like just listing all these things. And he's like, I never knew, you know, it's, it's tempting me all over. There's a coffee shop on every corner. The, the, it never meant anything to me before now, but now it's all he can really think about. Um, so this I guess this picks up when Simon is at yeah. school. Mm-hmm. We see him creeping into this room where there's a teacher asleep on a couch and we gather that it is the teacher's lounge and he's got a thermos that is filled with milk which is absolutely disgusting i thought maybe it was like soup or something um but it's so and he dumps out his milk and very uh surreptitiously uh gets himself some coffee from the teacher's lounge because he's really an addict and i think the storyline picks back up when they come home from school and ruthie has gum again and simon is all like hopped up on the calf, uh, and, and Ruthie says something about the fact that Simon hasn't stopped talking yeah. since they got in the car, and she's like, oh, please tell me that, like, you're at least tired and you'll go to sleep now. So Simon is just getting on everyone's nerves. Um, Annie, again, takes the gum away from Ruthie. She kind of has a quick talk with Lucy about, you need to stay off the phone. It's out of control. Yeah. And uh, then... Later well, on in the evening... Um, Ruthie finds the, like, thermos, which is now has coffee in it. Um, And she's like, oh, you've been drinking coffee. And Ruthie and Simon kind of make a deal where Simon will pay her to keep quiet if... uh, Well, first he was just going to pay her to keep quiet, but he's like, I'll pay you even more if you do me a favor. And at this point, the Rev's friends are there, so Annie, it's like the evening, but Annie's making coffee because they're kind of just sitting and having coffee, as people do. So... Uh, we see, like, Ruthie sneak out of, like, a closet to refill Simon's thermos with coffee. Um, Simon also drinks his... Well, then, later on, I guess it's, like, time for bed or something, and Annie goes into... I think they're in in Ruthie's room. before this happens, um, before Ruthie... Like, right before Ruthie goes and, like, sneaks into the kitchen and gets coffee for Simon, there's actually a scene between Annie and Lucy where Annie decides that she's going to take away Lucy's phone privileges. Uh, And Lucy actually has, I don't know, I guess she's taken some sass lessons from Ruthie because she's like, oh, I don't know, maybe we should, like, invest in call waiting or a second line. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say those things because those things come from the devil, apparently. (laughs) Yes. Um, And she, like, kind of walks, again, walks off in a huff. She's being quite uh, bratty. But I I don't really mind it in this scene because they're right. There's, like... Seven of them about to be nine, and yeah. they only have one phone line. 
Um, right. And, like, Matt still lives there, and, like, yeah. I mean, four, uh, Simon now has a girlfriend, so, like, four of the kids, and then the Rev is always getting calls. Right. Plus whoever Annie needs to call. It's just too many people for one phone line. So later that night, everybody is now, like... Well, like, like, like I said, like, Annie's still distracted with, like, the company right, or right. whatever. So, um, like, so they're in... So Simon and Ruthie are in Ruthie's room, like, having, like, a tea party. They, they have, like, a tea party set, but obviously Simon is drinking the coffee. Um, so Annie goes up there to, like, say goodnight. Um, and then as soon as she opens the door, Ruthie cracks. She's yeah. just like, he's drinking coffee, and, like, he paid me to get it or whatever. But I didn't drink it. And then as she's, like, scolding them... Lucy, oblivious to the fact that her mother is standing, like, in the hallway, starts walking through the hallway on the phone, and then um, Annie takes the phone from her, hangs up on Jordan. She, like, basically Lucy was like, I was calling him to tell him I can't call him anymore. Um, And she kind of sets down the law, and she's like, no gum for you, Ruthie, no coffee for you, Simon, and no phone for you, Lucy. And that's, like, the end of that. There's... A bit, like, a couple of other scenes throughout the episode where the kids are trying to figure out, like, how to deal with their addictions. <laughs> Addiction, yeah. Like, uh, Simon suggests... Like, some sort of sponsor thing or buddy program where they help each other out. And Lucy's like, will this get me on the phone? Well, I think it's because Simon uses the phrases. He's like, oh, if you feel tempted to give in to your addiction, call your buddy. And so Lucy was like, do I get to use the phone? Um, Ruthie is like, I don't have a problem, so I don't need a buddy. Um, but Simon is very hung up on, like, Well, no, Ruthie doesn't say she has a problem. Ruthie says, I didn't try, I haven't quit my addiction, oh, so I okay. don't need to, like, I don't need your help because I haven't given anything up. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> um, and this is kind of exacerbated by, I mean, the Rev's, the Rev's band, because we get kind of this side, we never see any of the scenes, but um, apparently Simon, like, is consulting them about, like, Addiction, and they te- they're telling him about all these famous music- musicians that have died from addiction. So they're like, Jimi Hendrix and Keith, Jim Keith Moon. and Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin, yeah, Jerry Garcia. I to say Jackie Jorp Joplin. <laughs> 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 Every time I think of Janis Joplin, but um, so that's like supposed to really like drive the point home, I guess, for children or who you know this message of addiction can kill you. Like it starts. <laughs> It starts, yeah. Yeah, Ruthie says, or I think Simon says, like... No, no, Ruthie says it. Oh, she's like, oh, all of those... I think she names, like, it's like Janis Joplin, like, a few other people, and she's like, they they died from their addictions, and it all started with a cup of coffee. So... In that same scene uh, is, I think, both of our Lucy is the worst moment, because Lucy comes in very dramatic. I think it's been, like, a day. She throws herself on the Riff and Annie's bed, like, she's, like... Dying. <laughs> it's like her, like, it's a fainting couch, but instead it's a fainting bed yes. for Lucy. And she's talking about how she can't take it. She needs to, like, be on the phone. Every time she tries to think about the phone, not think about the phone, all she thinks about is the phone. Um, and Annie's like, well, I think you've had punishment enough. Um, we are decided to get another phone line. Um, and that kind of just, conclu- like, gets wrapped up in that, um, Lucy's like, oh, thank you so much. And then she's like, what's the new... I don't know. The, you wouldn't ask this until you like actually got the new phone right. line. But she's like, what's the number going to be? And Annie was like, only your father and I are going to know that or whatever. So Lucy is still aggravated because I guess she just wanted her personal phone line. And now that she knows that she's still going to have to share it with all the other kids, it's like annoying to her. Um, 
So what does she have to say to this poor poor guy? Like, what could she possibly talk about? I wish they would have shown how happy Jordan probably was during this period. <laughs> uh, so that, um, those all kind of get wrapped up in that. Well, well there's one more scene. So I that's guess. how Lucy's addiction gets wrapped up in that she doesn't deal with it at all. Um, <laughs> but um, Simon's. This I don't really understand, and you can maybe explain it to me if you do, but um, Matt sees that Simon's, like, struggling. He's like, hi, my name is Simon, and I'm a coffee-holic, coffee-holic, or, like, I don't know, it's some joke about... Coffee-catholic. Catholic, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like and <laughs> so Matt pours him a cup of coffee and gives it to him to drink. He takes a sip, and then he spits it out. He's like, ugh, what is that? And it's like, that's coffee. Oh, I got this, because... All right, so Matt puts the Hershey syrup in his coffee, and so does Simon, and I think we're supposed to gather that, like, Simon has been putting just so much syrup in his coffee that it's been so sweet that, like, he didn't But where did care? he get the syrup for, for when he got the coffee at the teacher's lounge? Maybe he was carrying it around with him, because when they're, when they're in Ruthie's room, when Annie walks in, the syrup is on the table, so oh. I think we're supposed to gather, like, a 12-year-old probably wouldn't like coffee unless they were putting, like, an absurd amount of sweetener in it. So I think that Matt just gave him the coffee without, like, just black. Anything, right, right. And And then he figured out that he hated it. So that's, he's cured now. And then Ruthie is cured when, like, Matt tells her the secret ingredient that makes gum all chewy. Which I think is, um, he, like, leans in and we never find out what it is. But I thought it was, I thought that we were going to find out because you learn later, like, Ruthie and I think Mackenzie Rosman in real life is, like, an equestrian and ends up, like, it becomes, like, part of, like, Ruthie's character trait that she always, like, loves riding horses and stuff. So I'm pretty sure that we're supposed, like, I thought that we would find out that Matt said something to do with, like, I don't know. It, it just made me think of, like, the glue factory right, and right, stuff. Right, right, exactly. So um, I think that's because, I don't know, you kind of can hear him whispering. I thought he I, said, I, It's a horse. I, th- I heard I horse, I think he too. said something to do with, with horses. Horse. Yeah, same. So um, although that hasn't been developed about her character yet, and Maybe this was the spark that fueled it, this one scene. <laughs> I think it was an independent interest before <laughs> they wrote it into the character. But, yeah, so, and then they're, like, cured, and then the Rev comes and has, like, a brief conversation with Matt, because Matt's like, I cured the addictions, and the Rev was like, but you also created them because the kids look up to you. You're the one that gave Ruthie the gum. You're the one, you're, Matt, the Simon seeing you with coffee is the reason he tried coffee. So not even once coffee. Um, so there's something about like, is this what being an adult is like? And he's like, oh, I don't like it. Whatever. Nobody does, Matt. Nobody <laughs> likes being an adult. Please. So please. That's how that all gets wrapped up. Um, so let's talk about the Rev and his band, the Flower and Vegetable Show. Show. Uh, we get some nostalgia from the Rev as he's looking through old pictures of him. Pictures of him <laughs> on the eve of yeah of their arrival. He's looking at at pictures. Photos. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say it right. Mm-hmm. Pictures. Um, so we get to see a young Stephen Collins um, with as is every like picture from the '70s. Picture from the '70s. It's long hair. My dad's look from the '70s was exactly the same. Like. <laughs> Bell bottoms, long hair. I don't think my dad was in a band, though, but yeah. All Um, right. So we get that lovely nostalgia. We learned that he wore an orange lame suit, um, and he plays the guitar. Uh, He... Well, Annie comes in, and she says something about 
Um, okay, so we learned that, like, she was not happy about them parking the RV in the driveway, um, and she's like, oh, how are you going to tell the guys that you rented them, like, a campground, it's a camp, like, a spot to park the RV at a campground, and the Rev is like, oh, they'll understand, and she's like, I'm just not up to having any guests, um, in my be- condition. Yeah, because she's, like, very pregnant now, although I think she's looked about the same for the past, like, four episodes. So, um... And it's definitely, it's November, it's like, or, this episode aired in November. Late November, though. It's mid-November. The episode aired November 16th, I think. Oh, okay. So, mid-November, and she's been pregnant since May, so... So, that would be six months. She's six months pregnant. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I thought that they made her, like, I thought she gives birth at, like, ten months, but okay. So, anyway, the next scene we, I guess where this picks up is after the kids come in from school the next day and are all getting scolded, um, the band comes to the door right after, like, Lucy walks in. Yes. Or, um, and we learn that they didn't call. Well, they, no, they tried to call, but every time that they called, the mm-hmm. line was busy, and... Like, all right, so Annie tells Lucy that her phone use is out of control, and she was like, what does out of control mean? Um, And then, luckily, this guy says this, and she's like, out of control. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the band members walk in. um, They're named Don, Chris, and I cannot remember the third guy's name. I didn't get any of their names, so... I want to say it's like Rick, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. Okay, one of them is Don, one of them is Chris, and one of them is not Don or Chris. Um, but Here's where we get all the face acting. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of them, because I could not, like, give you the names of, they're all, like, basically the same person. Um, <laughs> throughout this episode. Two of them, like, look, look alike. I mean. <laughs> one of them is bald. Yeah, he doesn't look like the other two. <laughs> two and the other two have hair, um, which I guess is. What's Harrist? I don't I don't know what that is, but folliculist? I don't know. Um, anyway. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> the point is, um, throughout this episode, in the background, they react to everything that's happening with their faces. Uh, but I wanted to say that one of them, specifically the guy that's Chris, uh, people will recognize him as uh, Peter Tork who is actually a member of the Monkees, the band The Monkees. And um, he played Topanga's dad in Boy Meets World, in, like, the younger years, not the older years when Topanga's parents got divorced. Sorry, spoiler. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. What? He plays Jebediah Lawrence. um, And he's, he's like, an actual member of the Monkees, and now he's on 7th Heaven. But he does this a lot, because he was on Boy Meets World, too. So... Yeah. Um, they come in, and they're very, they are very happy to see what they call uh, the Rev our long-lost flower. Well, the flower and vegetable show. Like maybe <laughs> they're two the vegetables. Of them, two of them are flowers, and two of them are vegetables. Or maybe, I don't know, some variation. It's some sort of, yeah, combination. Who knows? It's not like, I don't know, when you think of, like, the, I don't know. Ah, moving on. The Rev basically tells them that they are going to be staying at the campground, which is about 30 miles away, where they can actually park their RV. And then they kind of be like, well, we wanted to spend time with our long-lost flower. And Annie gives in because she has... She's, a- well, she's standing there, like, looking yeah. them in the face and like, oh, come and they, on. And they're doing a lot of good face acting, really tugging at your heartstrings there. And she's like, it's fine, you can stay, park your RV in our driveway. So that's what they do. Um... The next scene that we have of them is, like, reminiscing about 
band life. Yeah, and, and they all start singing Cream's uh, Sunshine of Your Love, which comes back again. But the Rev has some incredible air guitar playing skills during this scene. And he says that he hasn't lost it. Um, but he also looks like he's having a seizure, so I don't know. Um, they talk, uh, the Rev's talking about, oh, like, tell me about your, like, performances. And apparently, like, one of their biggest ones was playing for the halftime show at, a, like, a 76ers game in Philly. And apparently it was just like The Who at Madison Square Garden, except not at all like that. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't have much else to say about that. We learn that they don't ever go home, that they're constantly on the road. They they ha- are all divorced yes. and they have no kids and they're not... Wait, hold yeah. on. You can't blame them for the overpopulation of the planet. That's <laughs> a thing. Um, uh, and then Annie yeah. <laughs> feels very badly about being pregnant. Yeah, she like kind of looks down at her stomach and is very self-conscious. She's like, oh, I am doing that with my children. <laughs> Now I'm giving birth to two of them. So, um, I don't know. The Rev goes to visit them in their RV, uh, where he automatically assumes that they've been smoking pot. So Because they are burning incense. Like, there's no other indication. Um, And as we saw, like, last season... He knows what it smells like because when he picked up the joint that was dropped in the house, he knew immediately. Um, So I'm thinking this, like, basically uh, what we're led to assume is that in the past when he was in the band, they would smoke and he would not partake. And he makes it very clear that they are parked in the driveway of the, like, reverend's house and that his best friend is a police sergeant. Uh, this is new information for us uh, here at Camden Cast. We did not realize that the reverend's best friend was... Sergeant Michaels, what happened to Reverend Hamilton? Oh, I was going to say, who else would his best friend be? But, yeah, we haven't seen uh, Rev, Rev Ham in a while. Will we see Rev Ham again? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But, I, he, yeah, he's been kind of, they've been absent. Maybe all of the Hamiltons were busy working. <laughs> Do, uh, doing the things they were supposed to be doing. So, like, he, so after this... He's the Rev is like, doesn't want anything yeah. to do with them for some the, strange reason. He spends the rest of the episode avoiding them. He basically says, you know what? They haven't changed at all. They haven't grown up. They're not working. They're not like, they're the same people they were before. And he's really put off by this. Um, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, which is why um, Simon and Ruthie end up spending so much time with them. They play hacky sack, which Ruthie calls the hacky. Yeah. So... This kind of all concludes when uh, the Rev goes into the RV, like, the next night? Or well, before a, that happens, oh. um, they come in, the, the band members come in because the Rev's not spending any time with them, so they have to spend time with either kids or with Annie. Annie's making them sandwiches, and they're like, your kid Simon's, like, super cool. Um, I guess because they were just talking about addiction. addiction. <laughs> and, um, and then they say something, they're like, oh, we know a whole lot about addiction. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like making it sound like they're either addicted to something or... Well, I think that we're supposed to, like, they say it like it was in the past. Right, you're right. But um, I think, like, the point is we're, so, we're led to think that, like, they're addicted to marijuana. But anyway, that gets resolved later. Um, and they're like, oh, the Rev, or, do they call him the Rev? Like, no, no they, call they call him, him Eric. Eric. Yeah, Eric uh, told us that you are a piano player, so you should jam with us tonight. Because we learned that they have a gig in Glen Oak, which is, I guess, what prompted this whole visit. Yeah. Um, 
Annie's so excited. Uh, this is apparently one of her fantasies. And she's like, well, I've only had seven lessons. And then they kind of were like, oh, no, what, what have we gotten ourselves into? Uh, and she's like, oh, well, maybe next time you come through, I'll do it because I'll have more lessons. And they're like, no, 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 we'll figure something out. They're like, you have to perform with us tonight. Um, the Rev- And they say because Eric won't. Yeah, because and- Eric's avoiding them. Um, later that evening, Annie tells Eric all about her exciting news, and he's like, why didn't you tell me this? Like, well, he's, yeah, he's hurt. He's like, why didn't they ask me to play with them? Because we learned that that's been his, like, secret desire. Um, so he goes out to yeah. the RV again, and he immediately, again, assumes that they are smoking marijuana, and he's like, that's not... And then he looks at, like, a table or what the guy is holding in his hand, and he's like, oh, you're smoking cigarettes. Um... So one so, of the band members is like, "Yeah, we've been trying to quit, but we're really addicted yeah, to it." Yeah, it was the only like addiction we couldn't kick or whatever. I don't know. So they're like, and then they kind of they're like, "We gave up smoking like weed um, year like a, a long time ago." So the rev is just like, "Everything's better," and they aren't like angry at all for that. The way the way that the rev has treated them with absolutely no justification. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks to uh, perform with them. That night, and they're like, of course, and they give him a guitar. And then we have a great <laughs> the, scene. I think it's at Pete's Pizza. Because uh, the background is like a man, and a, a man who is a, car- a cartoon chef. Yeah, I don't think that they've named, uh, I don't think that Pete's has been like established yet as like when, when they say they're getting pizza, but what, the, the location that will become Pete's Pizza when, I don't know, they decide to name it. Um, and I mean, there's really not a way to explain this. Right. So it starts with Annie on the triangle, and it ends with Annie on the triangle. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And everything in between is just just a bonus. Uh, everybody's singing a song. Yeah. At the, Stephen Collins was, like, on Broadway before he was, like, a TV film actor. So he uh, I mean, and, yeah, we know he was in, really in a band, and I do think he really does play guitar, so... Yeah, and we know from uh, at least previous episodes that he has a singing voice. Yes. So, I mean, like, I thought it was a good performance. Yeah. Um, Ruthie really enjoyed it. Uh, she was shaking those hips like no other. And Matt, Lucy, and Simon, for some reason, are, like hating the entire thing and they're like good thing we came in separate cars they're like super embarrassed by it and i'm like this is actually pretty awesome i mean not the fact that your mom is playing a triangle like an (laughs) idiot but like the rest of it's pretty awesome um and that's you know they're they're i know like a big crowd came out to see the flower and vegetable show yeah they're 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 like logo on the drum set is all like a garden patch it's like (laughs) it's beautiful it's really gone with a complete theme um good stuff great music Good. Um, and that's really it for that storyline. Yeah. I think, I guess this is, I guess this is the main storyline, maybe? Who knows? I, I mean, I think, obviously, well, uh, what makes this episode, like, I guess kind of unique is that it was mostly, like, just within the family. We didn't yes. see, real except for in Mary's storyline, and I guess, but everyone came, like, the primaries, all the action was in the Camden house, yes. primarily. So um, it's one of those episodes where it's just, like, a theme that's running through the whole family as opposed to, like, usually, or, like, where each kid has, like, someone on the outside that they're trying to, like, work with or something. So it was actually brought the conflict home for once. 
So um, Mary's storyline is basically that Diane is going hard about basketball. She's, and her, their relationship is in jeopardy because yes. of it. Now, to, rec- to uh, recollect your memories. To refresh, refresh, refresh your, your memories. Memory. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Um, all Camden Cast listeners will know, or most of you will know, <laughs> or some of you will know. Maybe one person will know that we are hardcore Diane and Mary shippers here at Camden Cast. We, or at least I am. I, I mean, don't know no, no, <laughs> but actually, this was the only, like, I think relationship that you weren't, like, reading into things that weren't there, because they definitely did make them very close, um, and, like, a lot of I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like they were connecting. <laughs> so uh, Diane is going very hard about basketball. Um, she really wants, like, she's practicing all the time. She wants the team to practice all the time. So they are heading to some place to practice. Uh, during practice, maybe. Oh, I know. What it, all right. So Mary, um, Mary tells Annie that she has practice, like, um, after school or something, and Annie's like, isn't something going on in the gym? How are you going to practice? And she's like, Diane's been super intense, and she booked or set, like, organized a practice um, at the ba- yeah at the basketball court next to the playground, so that's where we're going to be practicing today. And Annie's like, oh, okay, I guess you guys are, like, because re- I think it's also the off-season. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. But she's like, oh, you guys are, like, taking this really seriously, blah, blah, blah. So during practice... Um, Mary goes to set like a pick on Diane, but she does it totally. Wow, these are words that I do not understand. A pick it's... for the sports illiterate of us. Oh, okay. It's when you so like your teammate has the ball and they're being defended by someone. You go stand on one side of the defender, but you're supposed to have your arms like across your chest because if you get charged and fall, you're not at you're absolutely you can't no one can see what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> but you you absolutely are not at fault because your your hands are in fists and they're up by your shoulders. So if you get knocked over, it's an offensive foul. Um, and you, you create like a pathway so that when that defender you just have to do it like kind of from behind so that they don't see you when they turn to like follow the person with the ball but that person's in the way. But Mary goes to do it, and she's got her arms kind of, like, at her sides and, like, down low. So Diane just turns, and she, like, hooks one of her arms on Mary's arm and then, like, pulls Mary to the ground. And Mary's like, this is just practice. Like, chill out. And I was like, well, Mary looks like she's never played basketball a day in her life with her arms out like that. (laughs) Mary, like, walks away giving Diane the cold shoulder, and Diane's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I told you I'm sorry, I don't understand. You know, normal lovers quarrel. And <laughs> Mary turns around. She's like, no, I'm just telling you that, like, this is just practice. You don't need to go so hard. And She's like, sorry, I've been, you know, really, um, I don't know. Like, it, it's just uh, my dad gave me these pills to take, and it is the same. It is the body petrol plus. The Skittles. That Scott had. Yeah, the Skittles. And she's like, my dad gave me these, um, and I've been feeling great ever since I've been taking them. I have so much energy. I get my schoolwork done, and I, I've been, we learned, like Mary said, you know, Diane's been practicing twice a day. She'll do the team practice and then practice at home. So she's just like, I've been feeling really great, and I'm sorry I'm getting, like, a little too competitive with, with the Skittles. So Mary's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and she gives some to Mary, I guess. We but, don't, yeah. yeah, but Mary doesn't take them. So uh, later when Mary is home, uh, she she does take them. She goes out later that night. Well, I, that's what I was oh, getting oh, okay. to. Okay, yeah, I was all right. 
So take it away. Um, when Mary's home, she gets a phone call. I, I, something happens because there's another practice going on that evening. I think and, it's just her and Diane, exactly, one on one. Exactly. Yeah, because basketball. Basketball. <laughs> um, and she like actually, this is pretty smart of Mary. Mary goes, uh, can. Uh, to her mom. She's like, can I go uh, play basketball with Diane? And Annie's like, do you have a ride there? Yes. Do you have a ride back? Yes. And Annie's like, great, go ahead. And um, she goes to Matt. She's like, mom says that you have to take me, which I thought was great manipulation. Yeah. And while she's in Matt's room, she sees the bottle of Body Petrol Plus. And we find out later that because Mary sees it in Matt's room, she thinks that they're okay to take. So she takes them. And then they're they had their one-on-one practice, and it's... Mary is, you know... On fire. Just shouting. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, they're practicing, whatever, but after they sit down, Mary's like, wow, I see what you mean. I feel great. I've got so much energy. My hands are shaking. Yeah, like, my heart is beats, beats too fast. <laughs> um, it's not only because of you, Diane. Usually my heart beats too fast because of you. Yeah. It might be because of this. So, she I lo- guess we get, like, Mary had the practice of her life... Yeah, they're like, uh, she says, I hope I can get to sleep tonight. I'm feeling, like, so pumped up. Whatever. Oh, there's, like, there's some dialogue here where Diane's like, yeah, one pill, two pills are better than one, and four pills are better than two. <laughs> yes. She's like, well, yes, that is how that works. So, um, uh, so I guess the next, the, so then Mary's at home, and. The next day. And Matt is sleeping in his room, and the Rev comes in. I don't know exactly why. The he, Rev comes in to give Matt a cup of coffee. Oh, okay. Um, but Matt is, like, passed out. And as the Rev is... Walking. So the Rev, like, looks to his son very fondly and lovingly. Like, oh, son, he's trying to study for his poli-sci test. Tired. I'm just going to leave this coffee on your bedside table. Then he turns around to, like, go away. And then he sees the pills in the drawer. And he's like, what is this? Like, it's a microphone. You don't need to yell. Sorry, no, he's like, out. And he's like, what are you doing with these? And then, like, Matt, like, jumps awake. Um, and Mary is, like, for some reason just... Matt's room is in the attic, remember? Yeah. And Mary is just kind of, like, hanging around outside the door. And Matt basically repeats everything that Scott told him about. They're from a health food store, and they're natural. And then the Rev goes on this rant about... You know, natural like cocaine comes from like the coca plant. That's and natural. Comes from natural plants yeah. too. Yeah. So he's like, you can't go by that. Um, and and he Matt's like, like reads the bottle, and he's like, oh, the the, the main ingredient is ephedrine, and like that it's not regulated. It's classified as a food and not a drug, so it's not as like strictly regulated, and that's how. They're able to market it as natural. It's banned in 13 states, he tells Matt. It's bad for you because it causes heart attacks and strokes and... Um, Kills people. Yeah, like, I think he said three dozen people died in the past year of ephedrine over... He just has all of this knowledge just off the top of his head, by the way. So Matt, so Matt's like, yeah, that's great, Dad, but if you look, it's sealed. I didn't open it. I didn't have any. Like, I just... He just I just took it. Yeah. And that's when Mary walks in, and she's like, it was me. Or not, it was me. It was just no, like, she's I had like, something. But I took it. And then, like, she explained how Diane got it from her father, and then she took one, and it's all a very meaningful moment where the Rev's like, I need to go talk to Mr. Butler. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the Rev does exactly what he always does, 
and goes over to someone else's home to tell them how to raise their children and all of the things that nobody ever wants in their life. Um, He goes on a litany about all the things that can happen, uh, all the ill side effects of um, taking this, uh, about, like, heart arrhythmia, heart attacks, stroke. Um, And, like, otherwise perfectly healthy people dropping dead because of it. And then Diane's father goes, I can't imagine someone as healthy as Diane dying, which is just, like... We will say something about this scene, which uh, I think it was just, like, bad sound editing. it was so bad. Um, They, I don't know, messed up maybe the mics or, like, something. Because everything was an echo. And you could hear the cars outside better than you can hear, like, what was happening inside the house. It sounded like they filmed it in, like... Um, like a storage unit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An empty storage unit, so it's just like echo. Um, so anyway, finally, the, well, like this ends with um, Mr. Butler, Diane's father, saying, "Thank you for giving me all this information. We will, I will look into this and make my own decision about what I'm going to do about these pills and whether me or my daughter are going to stop taking them." Because we learned that Diane's not the only one taking them; her father is also taking them. Um, and, yes. So he, like, basically stands up and walks. Yeah, he's like, this conversation is over. Um, Bye. I agree with you. Thank you for all this information. And as, oh, and as the Rev is leaving, Diane comes in and she's like, oh, um, Reverend Rev Cam or whatever, I'm sorry that I gave those pills to Mary. I didn't, you know, um. I didn't realize. I don't know. I, I didn't realize it would be, like, such a problem. I thought they were okay because my dad gave them me whatever. Um, and as soon as the rev is out the door, like, he's, he, like, looks in the window. Yeah. So, um, and Diane's father is like, oh, I thought he was never going to leave. I, to- I just started telling him what he wanted to hear so that he, because I, I thought he would stay forever if I didn't. Um, so we learned that Diane's father is like, I don't believe anything this guy said. You're going to keep taking the pills. And he kind of says to Diane, right, he's like, you feel fine, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't feel like he's you're like, are you die. okay? Yeah, like you're fine. Uh, the ref comes home and explains to Mary and his wife that uh, he doesn't think his conversation really helped any. So Mary's like, "I'll talk to Diane myself." And because of this, she misses her mom's great triangle performance. I know. So we yeah. get probably the most tense scene this is the, so much angst in the this, relationship in this. really was this is what really solidified it yes well uh, ended it so this well i mean it ended it but we, I, for a second there there was hope there was a spark of hope um well they're playing that, like i don't think oh diane no, is playing basketball yeah mary comes to talk to her and is like you have to stop and she's like on the verge of tears and Uh, (laughs) This is your fault. Her name's Diane. Basically, Diane's like, I'm not going to stop. Like, it's fine. Look at me. I'm fine. I'm in the best shape of my life. So Mary, like, walks away from her, signifying the end. But then she goes... She's got one tear, one big tear in her eye. But then Diane's like, what does she say? Like, what do you want me to do? Or, wait, no. She's like, wait, stop. Stop, Yeah. And then she's like, she says, "Uh, I'll stop at the end of the season, but I can't. Stop right now. So, um... And, Ma- and Mary turns around. She's like, okay, as long as you promise to stop at the end of the season. It's like, oh my god, they're reconciled. They're back together again. So then she's like, let's just play, uh, before you go, let's play, like, a game of 21. 
and <laughs> Diane makes the first shot, which like Mary's super impressed by. And she's like, give me the ball back. But she's just stopped right where she's at. Yeah, and then she kind of like collapses, and she's holding her left arm? Yeah, she's yes. holding her left arm, and she's shaking. And we're led to believe... Well, she collapses. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary's like looking around like what do I do now I don't have a cell phone I can't call 911 um but somehow she does call 911 because um we have the Rev and Annie well I think in the 90s like I don't know I think if this happened that in the 90s it wouldn't be weird to like run up to someone's door like because they're at like a playground park so I imagine someone lit like it's like residential so that Mary probably like, I don't know, you don't want to leave the person who's, like, passed out, but also you can't just stand there and wait for someone to help you. So I guess maybe, like, I imagine that Mary ran to, like, the nearest home and was like, can you call 911 and tell them to come here, and then I would run back to that person. Like, or maybe she just screamed until somebody opened their door. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's California. Completely, well, it's a completely different world to me. It's Glen Oak. It's a completely different world to me. Whatever that means. Um, so... Uh, so the Rev and Annie are driving home from there. Well, the Rev does say it's a small community. Yes. So people probably, first of all, people probably know Mary because she's the Reverend's daughter. They're driving home from their very successful gig, and uh, they come across this ambulance. Now, I just want to say that most people, when they're driving, do not stop uh, when they see an ambulance. They usually Well, they do say well, in the car, like, oh you know, Mary didn't make it or whatever, and I guess they knew that Mary was playing basketball, maybe? Yeah, but, like, it that scene made it just seem like the Rev got out because he's the Rev and he likes to know what's happening in his town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, that, that also would happen. So he gets out and he sees that his daughter is, like, sobbing and that um, there's an ambulance there and Mary's, like, Jessica Beale is doing her best cry acting um, where she tells the Rev exactly what happened. We were playing basketball. She collapsed. I called 911. They showed up. They're not telling me anything. But, because, like, they can't. But, of course, the Rev goes over and gets the whole lowdown on what's occurring, and he informs, um, well, what he, so it's like while they're, they've got, um, <laughs> they've got Diane on, like, a stretcher, and they're, like, loading her into the ambulance, and her father is standing on the opposite side of the stretcher from the Rev, and they just, like, look at each other, like, a very knowing look or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and he just looks, like, horrified. Um, and then the Rev walks back over to Annie and Mary, and he's like, oh, she had a massive heart attack. She's stable. Like, they got her stable enough so they can transport her now. Um, and Mary's like, is she going to play basketball again? And the Rev is like, they're just happy she's alive right now. And then it, like to black. Yeah, they're, they're hugging, and in the background you see the ambulance uh, ignoring all road rules and driving it's through. It's just driving on the grass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> driving through the trees instead of driving on the road. Um, and that's it. That's how the episode ends. Um, we discussed this before we recorded the podcast, wondering if they were going to like return to this at all, if we're going to hear about Diane, um, if she's going to make an appearance again, if we're going to learn anything and apparently not so i don't believe so i'm pretty sure because like my recollection of this is moving forward every time mary is with the basketball team it brings us back to Corey, who has this like this the super is senior <laughs> yes. um so she's like the steve holt of 
Wait, do you watch Arrested Development? No. Oh, never mind. But we don't even know her big secret yet. I mean, I know her big secret, and our listeners probably know. But I won't I tell you. I do not. Please no don't spoiler tell me. Alert. I don't want any spoilers ever. For whatever her name is from General Hospital. Courtney. Courtney? Uh, Corey, Courtney. Courtney, Courtney, Corey. Um, that's the episode. What are you going to rate it? Oh, geez. I don't think, I didn't think this was great. I mean, just, Oh, really? I, I mean, it was okay, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to give it like a three. I'm giving this one a five. Wow. Yeah. This is, I, re- I really enjoyed this I feel this like episode. the like good comedic moments were like few and far between. Like it was really just the bandmates. Um, I, I, I like, like this episode, um, I think it was mostly because of the Diane Mary thing. Um, but I did like it the It was such mates. a brief part of the episode, though. It's fine. I liked it. I, I feel like it was another one that tried to do too much. Like, we could yes. have done without Lucy and Ruthie Oh, definitely and the we did not need Ruthie's We could have maybe, maybe, like, yeah, because that never was really, like, it could have just been, like, Simon and the coffee, and then Matt and the pills, and Mary and the pills, and then the bandmates. Um, so that was kind of... And, like, like, some sort of, like, afterword about what goes on with Diane, especially if we're not going <laughs> to... You really hung up no, on but what I happens mean, like, to Diane. Even if you don't, like, look at... If you, even if you don't in, take into account my bias about this, like, she's the one that was affected by the pills. We should at least see, like, some you sort of resolution. stop expecting resolutions. No, no, but, like, even something as simple as, and now I know and not to... And she died. <laughs> no, now I know not to take these pills, or you were right, or something, right? Like... I don't know. I feel like the red would love that if he was told that he was right. <laughs> well, it was like she got hers, basically. <laughs> like the ref knows he was right because everything that he said would happen happened. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I could have done without all the extra, like Lucy and Ruthie scenes um, because it didn't really add anything. Who was your best Camden in this episode? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Mine was Annie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Annie. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's she was the only person who had like her 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 acting. Catherine Hicks did some serious. She did great this acting episode. in this episode. She, I think, Catherine Hicks is like the um, dark horse of her and like Barry Watson are the dark horses of Seventh Heaven because I feel like they just have a lot of fun with their scenes. Like, especially when they can go, like, go as goofy or as, like, overdramatic as they want. Yeah, it was, like, another episode of, like, Annie on the Edge or yeah. whatever. And they do this pretty free, like, at least, like, once or twice per season where just the whole, like, having so many people in the house, bothering her all the time, asking her for things, like, kind of drives her over the edge and she's just done with it all. And this was one of those episodes, so. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like there's, like, a YouTube compilation of all of the Annie on the Edge you scenes. Sent it to me. Yes. So, you. Check that out, it's folks. It's called, like, Annie Camden Loses It or something. I, I, I remember this mostly because of her cutting oranges. Yeah, we've already watched that, that episode. episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's it for uh, this episode. We have we should have a lot of media on our all of our platforms for you. Definitely the band, the, veg, the Flower and Vegetable Show's performance, as well as, I mean some screenshots of Annie's facial expressions during uh there were a lot of interesting um choices with with camera angles well not camera angles but just like close-ups yeah close-ups um so we have our twitter which is at camden cast show and that's also our instagram handle and our facebook is camden cast yeah and uh rate subscribe 
and review on iTunes. On iTunes. Um, or check us out on SoundCloud. Whatever you feel like doing. It's all up to you. So The world uh, is your oyster. I'm Erin. And I'm Tanby. This was Camden Cast. Yeah.